0: Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, one of my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there it's in houston texas there's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well so you can watch the event live plus you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well with an array of expert speakers including myself interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before please know in person there are limited spaces available And get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the best class of all time. Someone has been mentioning best class of all time this evening, the integrity leadership class. I'm about to get out of the way of greatness because I am not your trainer. But we have two well able and well capable trainers this evening. They are Miss D. Marie Deanna Mitchell and Mr. Come See About Me, Reginald Paul.
2: Hello, everyone.
3: Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Excited to get started this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining. Myself and Mr. Reginald Paul for the Integrity Leadership class. We are starting in peaks and valleys. So who all has been able to get your book and read chapters one through three so far? So we got two. Let me change. Okay, so we have two people who have their hands up. If you don't have your camera on, please feel free to... Use the little blue hand to let us know who has purchased your book and who has read chapters one through three. Thank you, Miss Shannon. Ms. Shannon posted the audio book in the Zoom chat. I need, I need a head count. I need to know who has read and who has not read. all right guys this is going to be an interactive class so i need you i need you to work with me here so who has not okay okay miss michelle g i remember uh miss Adanya, okay maurice were you raising your hand awesome okay so we have three people that have read we have a few that have not i just want to get a head count of what we are doing
4: Hey, I've been uh, skipping through the, uh, book. I, kn- I didn't read the first chapter, but I started at like 25 and then the last chapter.
3: Okay. All right. So we're going to get started then. Peaks and Valleys is the story of a young man who lives unhappily in a valley until he meets an old man who lives on a peak and it changes his work and life forever. Uh, this is for those who have not read. Uh, Initially, the young man does not realize he is talking with one of the most peaceful and successful people in the world. However, through a series of conversations and experiences that occur up on peaks and down in valleys, the young man comes to make some startling discoveries. Eventually, he comes to understand how he can use the old man's remarkable principles and practical tools in good and bad times and becomes more calm and successful himself. Now, you can take a similar journey through the story and use what you find to your advantage in your own work and life. So what Mr. Reginald Paul and I are going to do is we are going to pick out some of the things that stood out to us, and we want you to have an open discussion with us on what that means to you and how you can apply it to your life. So, Mr. Reginald Paul, if you want to get us started.
2: Uh, well, I'll talk i will picked up out of it is uh I I picked one word and it's called character. Point blank period. I I chose character because uh people say that you 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 born you're born a leader, you're not born a leader, uh you find out who you really are when you're around other people, you find out who you are when you're by yourself, but I chose the word character uh just because I wanna I wanna start a topic about knowing your character and who you are. So if anybody uh, wanna start off by, explain uh, to us what you think character means.
3: All right, so this is where you unmute your mics and explain to us what you think character means. All right, Ms. Maya.
1: Um, I guess character would mean just who you are.
3: Okay. So and Grace, if you can put these in the chat for us, that would be so awesome. Ms. Michelle G, I see your hand is up, go ahead.
5: Um, I would say not just who you are, but also the type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. The uh, it would be your level of integrity, your level of uh, um, mm, I just lost <laughs> um, and your your level of integrity, your demeanor, all of that would be a part of it. Your personality,
3: everything. Okay, and then James says, who you are when no one else is looking, what you stand for, and weight of heart. So who else wants to let us know? Well, who else can tell us what they believe character is? Okay, Maurice?
6: Um, individual to characteristics of who you are. Um, individual, individual characteristics of who you are. Um, as we said that you know honesty is telling the truth, integrity is living the truth. So, um, but your individual characteristics of who you are as a person, your personal personality—that's what it means to me.
2: Yeah. Those are those those are all those are good examples. Now I want to put a little twist on it. I want to add: Can somebody? build your character can somebody make you a character if you are who you are could you let somebody else build your character or could you let somebody else create a character two different two different questions
3: all right so we're gonna have phil i saw you unmuted your mic so phil we have you first and then miss michelle g we have you after phil
2: Well,
4: I I think my definition of character will answer both questions. It's the values that you choose to live your life by. So you can let somebody else choose your values or you can choose your values.
3: All right. Thank you, Mr. Phil. And Ms. Michelle G, you're next. Um, I would say
5: only you can make your character. You can allow someone to influence your character, but they can't make your character. Only you can do that.
3: Does anyone else want to answer the question?
4: What was the question again?
2: Could somebody build your character or somebody create a character in you, yourself?
4: I believe someone can build a character because I had no character before playing sports. And I had a coach who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Not until after becoming a champion, I realized I was a champion. So that's him building it, pulling it out. And then as far as the second part is when you let someone not make, but influence or pour into you, you have to allow the credible person to pour into you, versus someone that's not credible pouring into you and that could make or break you.
3: All right. Thank you so thank you so much, James, for that. That that is that's a good point. So if we Reginald, if you don't mind, if we can expound on that, like what do you mean? Break if someone can break that down to us what he just said.
4: Like, elaborate
2: well, more? Oh, oh. Well, uh, you use a sports uh, type of demonstration, so yes, a coach can be your character, but you already, before you got on the court, you was already a character. For one. Before you stepped in anywhere, before you did anything, you was already a character. Uh, you gotta figure out what type of character you are. Uh, it's going to be confusing for a little bit because you're going to have somebody else and I'm, I'm talking from a sports point of view. It's going to be funny for a coach to tell you who you are when you should know who you are already. Even if you step on the court and you're not good enough, you think, oh, I can't do this, you think. Uh, first and foremost, before stepping on the court, you should already know that you're on the court for a reason. So a coach can add value to you but once you go out there in them trenches you'll find out who you are can I ask a
6: question though of uh, yes use about um, character or a character so is it Are you know the character Are we doing both? One is a character and one is character?
2: Well, what I meant was creating a character. Somebody else, like the coach, creating, creating a character in you when you already stepped in as a character. Okay.
3: Okay, and does everybody get what Reginald just said? Because if Maurice has the question, that means someone else has the same question. So did everybody get what Reginald just said?
5: I, I think, um, I mean, I have a question too, so I don't know that, I, that I'm getting it. Okay, go say? ahead. Um, because if if we're saying that a person can build your character, Wouldn't that be saying the same thing as a person can change you? That's fair. I mean, because realistically, nobody can change a person. That person can only change themselves. They can influence you to change, but they can't actually change you. So am I... Am I understanding correctly or?
2: Yes, ma'am, exactly, exactly.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Michelle for for breaking that down. Um, So that way, because again, if you have, just like Maurice had the question, you had the question, someone else had the question. So thank you for talking that out with us so that way everyone else can understand as well. Um, And Reginald Charmont had a question. She said, is that the same as character development?
2: Well, the the next segment I was getting to was character building. That's what I was leading up to with these questions is character building, how to build a character. Uh, For one, like I said, me walking into a situation, and this is me, I use I statements, me walking into a situation, I wouldn't want nobody to... Unless I need it, I wouldn't want nobody to build a character for me. Unless constructive criticism is involved because I'm already a character. Now, if my character don't fit that platform, then whoever's in charge of that platform has all rights to build my character for that platform.
3: All right. So who has questions about what Reginald just asked? And Ms. Adanya, I do see your hand up.
1: Hi, I'm sorry. I'm just walking in the door, but but this is a powerful conversation because here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to make any of us wrong, but at the end of the day, we all have opinions. And here's mine. No one, no one could force or make someone change. No one. The only person that can change you is you. It's an inside job. You're the only one. Someone can influence you, they can threaten you, they can cheer you on, they can motivate you. But at the end of the day, the end result of change is you taking an action, period. Not someone doing it for you. That's my opinion. I know that's very strong and it doesn't mean I'm right, but that's my belief. And I hope that it sits well with you guys. I'm not trying to make you believe what I believe, but I think it might even be something that can be proven. You cannot have someone else change for you.
3: Thank you very much, Miss Adanya. So, with what Miss Adanya just said, because she said you cannot have anyone change for you, Reginald just said you are already a—he's already a character, which means you are already a character. So, when it comes to your character building. How? What do you? How do you do that without some? Without feeling like someone's changing you? How do you go through that character development or that character building without it seeming as though you are you are not being yourself? If I'm asking that question correctly, Reginald.
2: I mean. Um.
7: Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply.
2: Again, it de- depends on what door you walking into. If you, if it also depends if <laughs> if you want to be if you if you want to, if you want somebody to build your character, that's fine. Uh, if you want to. Build your own character, that's fine. Either way, because we have some on their side of the fence and some on the other side of the fence. I just wanted to know uh, other people's opinion on character. Should we let someone build our character or should you go on and be your own character? I was just interested.
3: All right. And, and with that, Reggie, we have two hands up. Miss Michelle G, you're first. Keep and then hands, Anthony. Keep the hands
2: coming. Stay alive.
3: <laughs> keep the hands coming. Yes, <laughs> please. Feel,
2: feel free to let it out. Don't hold, don't hold it in. And when you get out the conversation, I should have said this. No, you can say it right now. Feel free. We got 40. Well, time is, is no, no such thing. So feel free.
3: Okay. So okay. first we have Miss Michelle G, and then we have Anthony. Okay,
5: with that and with your question, um, Diana, I I would say this. You you would be who you choose to be. You would take the parts that that person is trying to give you that constructive criticism, you would pick out the parts that you choose to change and you'll change you'll make those changes accordingly. But if it's something that you disagree with, or you don't want to do, you're not going to do it no matter what, but it's all about that individual person. And if they really want to change to the situation, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If they want to take the influence and use it and change according to what that influence is telling them, then they're gonna do that themselves. That influence is just that, it's that influence.
3: All right, all right. Thank you, Miss Michelle, that, that leads me to another question because you, you hit on something, you said when someone wants to change and they will, at what point do you decide that okay, you know what, this does not work for me? I'm ready to change. And before we act, before we answer that question, well, go ahead, Miss Michelle.
5: I was just gonna say, honestly and truly, some people go their entire lives and never change. <laughs> but it just it's all about that imp- that person's mentality, their maturity, and what they want for themselves. If they don't want anything, if that mentality is not there, they're immature, then that's what they're going to remain to be. But if you want more, you want better, your mentality is better, you're matured, uh, you're matured you're, uh, you You're have matured, then that saying, you know better, you do better, that, impl- that takes effect. And it's, again, it's that individual person, because again, I, and to this day, I know some my age and older who have not changed there. I mean, in their late forties, early fifties, they have not changed. And
3: so it's that person. All right. Thank you, Miss Michelle. you, you. <laughs> definitely touched on some things that is the person, you know, you have to make the decision that this does not work for me or that does not work for me. I don't like what happens when this happens. So what in me is causing this? So I can decide for myself to change this particular part of my character. All right. So, and we have hands everywhere. <laughs> Reginald. So let's see what we have. So, Anthony, you're next. After Anthony, we have Maurice, then Shannon, then Miss Adanya. So, Anthony, the floor is yours.
8: Okay. Good evening, everyone. Two parts. First of all, my opinion is everyone is saying the same thing. It's like a formula, boiling in a pot, because this is no one-word answer. This is multiple things that adds up to your character. And what I wanted to say is, first of all, and I know it's been said before, you got to know what you want. And sometimes what you want is going to conquer, contradict what you, how you living. And you got to be consistent on, just like someone said, like if you know what you want and that's what you're going out of, you're going to do some things in order to get what you want that's really not true but is you because that's who you're trying to develop yourself to be. It's not mm-hmm. who you are right now, but it's who you chose to be in the future. And like I said, that's going to contradict some things that you're doing, but obviously you have something on your mind and think that something is not right here. This something that's not working. I've been doing the same thing. but I'm ending up in the same place. So I obviously have to change something. And to change something, what our flesh is so used to doing the way we want to do things that it's going to tell you, you know, this is not you. You know, you're being phony. This is not you, whatever. But you got to know what you want and go after it and be consistent. And the second part, I would say, it's kind of two-part answer, but you never want to want to build your character up. Because if you build my character up, I got to live up to what you said I was or who you think I am. But exactly. so when I get there, I'm going to be who I am regardless. So I, you may try to do me a favor, try to build me up, but you told him something that I ain't. And if I'm going to be myself, I don't want to be phony. But then again, and like I said, it depends on which, how you look at it. Jesus Christ was what John the Baptist told me was one coming. He built his character up, but he lived up to everything and above what he said he was. What if he wasn't be able to perform miracles and and, and do all this things John the Baptist said he was gonna do? He would heard him instead of doing him a favor. So it all depends on how you look at it. But the most important thing is know what you want, go after of it in regards of what everyone else say, because you're the one gonna have to deal with it in the end.
3: Wow, thank you, Anthony. Thank you very much. You you said something that that also sparked a question because you said. If you want something, go for it. But at some point, what you want is going to require a character change. So at that point, you're going to have to decide if you want to continue to go for what you focus, for your focus, or if you just want to stay where you are. And like, like um, Miss Michelle was saying earlier, some people just don't want to change. So your, so what I get from, from that is your focus, what you're focused on will force you to uh, to decide if, okay, I wanna make this character change because what I'm focused on requires this particular change in me, or you know what? I don't feel like doing that, so I'm gonna stay where I'm at. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, now we're going to move on to Mr. Maurice. And then after Mr. Maurice, we have Shannon, Adanya, Cameron, and Charmone. So Mr. Uh, Maurice, the floor is yours.
6: Now I'm gonna be short because I think everybody Touched, uh, several people touched on the point I was going to make and it's redundant that character um really I'm responsible or the individual is responsible for their own character um um and being changed um and it's okay to take and borrow from someone to help build your character in a positive way um if there's positivity there I think it's okay to um borrow from someone to help strengthen your character. Um, but at the end of the day, that responsibility lies on the individual. Um, you know, so it really lies on the individual and um, and, and the individual themselves. But that's all I have. Yep.
3: No, thank you, Maurice, because you, you in the little you said, you said a lot. You say you can borrow from someone else. What's the what's the point of getting a mentor? If you, if you don't need someone else to pour into you to help you build your character. Again, you, you get to that point where it's like, okay, what I'm focused on, which is what Anthony said, what I'm focused on, I'm going to go after it. But at some point, your character is going to bump because your character is not in a position to get further. So when it comes to what Reginald was saying earlier, do you let someone help you change your character? that's when that comes in. It's like, okay, let me go get a coach to help me because there's something I'm trying to get to, but I'm not quite there yet. And I need some help with that. And then it's it still goes back to what Michelle said earlier. Some people just don't want to change. So so thank you. The little that you did, said Maurice, was a lot. So thank you. Thank you still for, for, for speaking up and, and saying what you said. Now we have Shannon... <laughs> Dr. Shannon R. Clark, the floor is now yours. Good
9: evening, everyone.
3: Um, Character is
9: always an intense subject. Um, And what we have to realize is nobody develops their character by themselves. You don't do that alone. When you were born, your parents or whoever raised you contributed to that. If character is personality and demeanor and who you are, you didn't have control over that when you were born. And so when you get older, you have to seek wisdom in order. You're not going to build your character by yourself. The character that I have now, um, Antonio can put his signature on it. Jesus can put his signature on it. My parents can put their signature on it. It's whoever I allow. To influence, but you need people to develop your character. When you use a term like build, it takes people to build, it takes multiple hands to build. And so, can somebody come up to me and say, You need to be more humble? Yes, they can. Can I reject it? Of course. Can I refuse to change? Of course. But if I agree, and if I say, yes, I do need to be more humble, my next question is, what do I need to do? And if we look into the book, that's what the, the, the main character did. He didn't get help, however, with his character from where he was. He had to go to where he wanted to be. And when he got to where he wanted to be, he leaned into somebody that could help him be the person that could last there. So you definitely need, need people. I, send me a person that says, "I am who I am because I did it all by myself."
3: All right, thank you, Dr. Shannon R. Clark. So that leads me to ask the question to everyone: How do you know? How do you know when you have chosen the right person to pour into you? So we're, I'm a, we gonna put a pin in that question, and we're gonna do because Shannon said a lot. Shannon said a lot, and it tied into what Maurice said. It also tied into what Michelle said and what Anthony said, and it all started off with Reginald's what original, uh, Reginald's title is all about character. So let's go ahead, Miss Adanya. The floor is now yours.
1: Really, you gonna make me come behind her? Man, really? Look,
3: I'm sorry. Miss Shannon, that. really? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I
8: didn't
1: stay alone? <laughs> okay. But this is such a topic that I have passion on, so I'm going to be very careful not to talk too much. because It excites me, and makes me crazy. But the, I have two really quick points. First point is kind of vibing off of what Michelle said. There are people, correct, that do not want to change, there are people who do not know they need to change. And there are people who believe they want to change, but don't know how. There's various levels. Change is, 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 is introspective, but it's also perspective. It's different for everybody. The other point that I think that kind of supports that is the only reason, and I, no, I shouldn't say that, my belief is the way a person changes, they cannot think the same. It's a mindset shift. You cannot be a different person. You cannot do something different, better, or what have you, without thinking different because your thinking got you where you are to begin with. So it requires a shift in thought process. Yes, people will influence that. Yes, people can help you change, but it's a shift. Last statement, a coach can't change anything for you. That is not our role as coaches. A coach's job is to influence you to find your needs, find your reasons, find your how, and help you figure out you need to change and come up with your own solutions. Ninety-nine percent of us know the answers; we have them. Their coach's job is to pull it out of you. The coach's job is not to tell you what to do. That's not our role.
3: All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, and it, again, so that it. Thank you, Miss Adanya, because you said a lot. The 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 last thing you said though is not a coach's job to change you. It's your coach's job to pull out of you what's already in you. So I, again, and this is a, when I ask this question. I want everyone to just write this question down and really think about it. How do you know you have chosen the right person to coach you, mentor you? Whatever it is, how do you know that you've chosen the right person? And Miss Adanya just hit on it. The coach doesn't tell you what to do; they pull out of you what's already in you. So now we're going to move. So thank you again, Miss Adanya. Now we're going to move over to Cameron. Cameron, the floor is now yours.
10: Uh, th- thank you so much. Um, I'll speak briefly about character and. In- that yes, we have influences growing up. It does come a point in time where we then become responsible for our own character. I would also say to form one's character, we have to begin to lose those things that do not shape our character. Um, There's a commercial, you know, that encourages, a local radio station does a commercial that encourages people to get out and about. And they begin to discover things about themselves that um, they never knew that's always been there. Well, they lost, you know, a bunch of hair or or whatever. But they, in losing that, they begin to discover their character. So like, what are we willing to give up to form our character? Are we willing to give up those negative thoughts? Are we willing to give up those friends that do not build us up? And what are we willing to give up about ourselves? And, you know, someone spoke about, you know, the humility. Uh, and you know, learn sometimes really quick that our arrogance gets in the way. So I would, I would speak to that um, in terms of how our character gets formed or shaped and what are we willing to give up to allow that character be
3: formed thank you Cameron thank you very much because you you touched on one of the things that Shannon was saying when she was talking about him you have to you you do have to give up something you have to give up the part of you that wants to let's say you're looking to lose weight a part of you there's a part of you that's always wanting to you have the it's a habit it's now a part of you you have to go into okay I want to lose weight but every time I feel a certain way I can't go grab some ice cream out of the freezer so what are you going to give up are you going to give up the ice cream in the freezer or are you going to give up your focus of losing weight and it all it all still boils right back down to do you choose? What do you choose? Do you choose to grow or do you choose to stay where you are? You know, and Shannon said humility is a gigantic part of it, and gratitude. And then Ms. Adanya just said, you know you're with the right coach when you begin changing in a favorable manner that you approve. Because again, it all falls down to you. So thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, everyone who has spoken previously. And now we are going to move over to Ms. Miss, uh, Miss Charmone, Corey, and then Maurice. And then after that, we're, after Maurice, we're gonna shift it back over to Mr. Reginald. So Charmone, the floor is now yours.
11: Oh man, I think I forgot what I was gonna say listening to everyone else. But um, I was, I always thought that everyone was born with character. So as you get older and you start to develop, your core person isn't what's changed. It's those immature parts of you that gets changed. And then when you aspire to get to different levels, um, you either attract those people that you need to change those immature parts of you or you find people that's where you want to be or have what you want to have as far as, I guess, character traits or behaviors and surround yourself with those people and start to develop the behaviors um, that they have to change those immature parts of yourself. And in doing that, you're not really changing who you are. You're just developing into a more mature person. So that's how I always saw it.
3: Thank you, Ms. Charmone, because you you shed a different light as well. Mm-hmm. You bring in the factor of maturity, you know? maturity is allowing for certain parts of your character to, to release or let go of or lose certain parts of your character in order for you to grow to get to your focus so thank you very much Ms. Charmone. thank you very much now Mr. Corey Peters and then Maurice and then we're going to shift it back over to Mr. Reginald Oh, Corey, we can't hear you. Hey, Cory, can you hear us? We can't hear you. Oh, we still can't hear you. I- okay (laughs) so let's see while we're working on the technical difficulties on that end will um maurice if uh, the floor is now yours
6: okay just as i was listening to every what everyone else said and um looking looking up the definition of a coach and a coach is one who gives advice he gives direction he trains he's a private tutor and um As a coach, and if he's doing all those things, that means that he's going to have to know something about the individual that he's training. And the individual that he's training is going to have to be humble enough and be sacrificed enough to give up something. First, he came to the individual because he's being coached or she's being coached because I identified there's something that I need help with. And that means I have to surrender and be humble and give of myself you know, give myself of that portion of myself that I have accepted. First, I acknowledged it, and I've go- gone into agreement with the fact that there's something that I do not know that someone else knows better than I do. So I'm going to allow that person, I have to give of myself and surrender that portion of myself over to that individual. And how I know um, that I the, have the right uh, person, what was it, the, the the trainer or the right um person to help build my character is the best that I can think of is if there's darkness and how do you know that you have an electrician is if you got the electrician and the, and the lights come back on so if I begin to get better and I begin to um, manifest those things that I, I sought after when I'm working with the, the coach or the, the person that's helping me to build my character then I know that I'm in the right place and getting you know, that I, I have the right, so there should be some measurable results that I should be able to see at some point that, that I'm with the right person and I should be able to feel it and see it in tangible results, you know, see it and, and, and it should be measurable. I should feel it, know it. It should be spiritually fit. It should spiritually be fit and it should you should be able to physically see it. That's what I would say. Thank you.
3: No, thank you very much, Maurice. Thank you very much. And that that boils back to what what Shannon posted in in the chat. She said, I just lost humility is a gigantic part of it. And and please forgive me because someone else said that earlier as well. You Mm -hmm. have to be humble enough and have enough humility to say, hey, I need help. And I am going to not be arrogant and receive all of this information that you're about to guide me through, coach me through, direct me through, teach me everything that Mauricia said a coach was. You have to have enough humility to not, you have to have enough humility to forget everything you already know. And then you also have to not be arrogant to think you know everything that you can't be taught anything else. And then Ms. Nikki, Ms. Nikki, oh, not Ms. Nikki, uh, Corey Peters. He wasn't able to, to speak to us, but he posted, he said, character starts with a choice of who you want to be in the, in the moment. And that, that being shows up from the future that you are living in too. Once you are aware of who you want to be, you can align yourself with people in situations that would support that way of being. And then Ms. Michelle said accountability and intuition. So it all boils down to humility, what you're willing to let go of and release. And all in all, do you, do you want to change to reach your focus? Do you want to change to reach your focus? All right, Mr. Reginald, the floor is back to you.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, good job, by the way, Dan. good job. Uh, every ingredient in this big pot of gumbo, first and foremost, I'm going to be me, and I'm going to always be me. Where was y'all at <laughs> when I was in high school with all these tips and this information? Because they would have helped me become a better person I was because I would not listening to none of that stuff. They were trying to tell me anyway, but what I just heard tonight, uh, that was well needed. And I want to say thank you to each and every last one of y'all that participated and added value to not only yourselves, but to everybody that's here in this platform, by the way, this is my first time ever on a platform like this. I usually like speaking to you in your face, eye to eye, nose to nose, that way we can see each other's spirit and feed off that. But, uh, I'm feeling the energy from everybody, and I appreciate it once again. Now, the two main ingredients that I've heard that really stuck with me in my gut was humility and sacrifice. I'm going to say it again. Humility and sacrifice. Now, that remind me of a carpenter that we all know about, uh, humility and sacrifice. And uh, basically, uh, that was his character. He was humiliated, we all know. And he was the sacrifice. And in order to live, you have to sacrifice. That's what life is. Life is a sacrifice. So with all that being said, with all this good energy, I want to throw a little twist in it and talk about the name of the book, Peaks and Valleys. Now, with this character, what, what type of, let me see if I can get this out right. Now, if you are in the, Let's say you're at the the valley, you're in the valley. Uh, Would you like to be, would you like somebody to build your character while you're in the valley or build your character while you're at your peak? Do I have anybody that want to tackle that one? I'll say it again. If you are in the valley, would you want somebody to build your character then? Or if you was in the peak, would you want somebody to build your character then? The floor is open. Anybody?
3: Okay, Okay, so Dr. Clark said both. I'll
4: say um, on that um, part. If someone else is going, I'll wait.
3: Okay, so we'll do it this way. Dr. Clark, James, then Michelle G. And then camera, because I see your mic unmuted camera. So, Shannon, Michelle, Shannon, James, Michelle, Cameron. There we go.
9: So I did answer both. And um, unlike Reggie, who's doing a very, very good job, I would have to be completely honest with you all Most if you probably know this is not my first go around with this class. And so with me saying both, I'm just putting that out there as both. I'm going to let back up and let everybody else kind of flesh it out <laughs> because I've read the book like four times. And so my answer both comes from this class and reading this book several times so i'm not even gonna open it blossom that flower any more than i already have and i'm gonna sit back and listen to all these brilliant minds um b- let this flower bloom
3: all right dr clark well with that being said james you are up
4: so the way i t- take it is like um you have to have a capacity. It's like a cup and the cup is empty. And you fill the cup up with your character and your personality, your spiritual side. As you fill that cup, you can't do things at the peak if you're not even prepared for the peak when you're in the valley. Um, When you're in the valley, you have to take the time to sacrifice and go through humility so when you're at the peak, no one can, you know, you'll have the capacity to take on people telling you yes or no, telling you no, telling you this, you know, you think you're too good for everyone. And it's not that you're too good for everyone when you had to work for it and you know what it's like (laughs) when you have nothing. You know what it's like to have nothing so when you get everything, it's appreciated. Um, The capacity part is when you when you are at the in the valley uh let me say this too real quick real important actually i thought we were talking about another book (laughs) antonio's book (laughs) so i haven't read anything from this book but thank you miss clark for the link because that's the first thing i'm going to do when we get out of class and thank you for your
11: transparency (laughs) with that
4: being said um, (laughs) when you when you're at the valley you you move slow You you do the true fundamentals down in the valley. So when you get to the peak, you can climb fast. You can move faster. When you climb a mountain, as you rise in the elevation, the air gets thinner. It's harder to breathe. But when you're on the bottom, you got all this air, but it's hot. And that's another. It's like you take away one thing that you're complaining about or that's, you know, that's Uh, You take away one of the things that's causing you to suffer, which causes a sacrifice, and you take it away, you'll get something else in return, but that same thing in return will be the same thing that you, you only get it because you sacrifice for it. You only can handle that air up there because you were trained at the bottom for it. So it's almost like the, the valley trains you for the peak. When you get to the peak, you can appreciate the valley.
3: All right, James. So, so you had when you said the valley prepares you for the peak.
2: So sound like yeah. he read the book?
3: A, right.
2: A piece of the page, at least.
4: <laughs> I, I just, I,
2: I, I'm in the trenches right now.
4: I'm in my own trenches, and I don't even like all the time. I I say like, man, why I gotta do this? Why I gotta do that? Like God always tells me. He He, he makes it known that, hey, man. If you can't do this how you gonna do that if you can't get through this you definitely can't get through that so you need to like learn how to manage the small things so when i put you in front of the big things you can keep your composure not lose not freeze up and things like that of that nature
3: all right so thank you james i want to present something to you real quick if the valley prepares you for the peak, how long do you think you need to stay in the valley to be prepared for the peak?
0: Wow. That's,
3: a, that's a question for you. That's a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a question for you. But thank you, because like, like Reggie said, it sounded like you did read, you know, a paragraph on a page in the book. So congratulations, because <laughs> no, you really, you, you whether you read the book or not, you still added value. And that's all that matters is adding value. And ladies and gentlemen, like Reggie said, Reginald said, he's going to be himself. So you be yourself. This is a safe place. It's a reason why it's called the Integrity Leadership Class. This is where you can grow, grow with us. As you read this book, you'll notice there's things in this book, and it makes you question things. When those questions come up, ask them. If you have something on your heart to say, say it. This is a safe place. There is no judgment here because when Antonio and Tempest developed this course, they understood that there's going to be some things that are going to be tough for people to face alone. And that's why we're here. We are now a family to work it out with each other. So please don't be transparent. Be transparent. That's the only way you are going to grow from this. It's the only way you're going to grow from this. So next we have Miss Michelle Cameron. Mr. Phil, I saw you unmuted your mic earlier and then Maurice.
5: Okay, so I agree with Shannon. And I also I agree with James, but I'm gonna take it a little bit further with Jane of uh, from what James said because. When you're in the valley, is when you're at your lowest point. That's when you really don't know, when you're going through your trials and your tribulations a lot harder and a lot worse than you normally would. That's when, like Reggie said before, you know that those bad influences, that's when those bad influences, you allow them to to come into play. uh, And you allow them to influence you, but, when you get to that valley, and I'm, I'm going to be transparent, with my life, I stayed in the valley a whole lot longer than I should have because of trying to gain the love of somebody that I still, I, I mean, to this day, I'm just now finding out why, but from that person, I never found out why. So... I've stayed in the valley too way too long. So now I'm even though I'm not where I want to be in life, I'm actually going up that mountain to that peak. And even when I get to that peak, I'll still need somebody who's wiser than I am, who knows still know because there's going to be things that I'm still going to face that I'm I'm not sure of or I don't know and need to know so again you need both because throughout life you're still going to have your trials you're still going to be have your tribulations you're going to be tested and if you don't know how to get through them which most times we don't we need somebody who's either been there or They, they will, we know, we need somebody who's been there and who knows how to get past or get out of what you're going through. So again, I say both and like Shannon, I've taken, well, I took part of the class before. I didn't take this part. So I'm glad I am starting from the beginning this time.
3: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I... Thank you, Reggie, for the question about the peaks and the valleys because it's bringing up a lot. When you you are in that valley, you're dealing with valley people, valley mindsets, you're dealing with valley family, valley friends, and you do end up staying in the valley longer than expected. But it's when you get that area, it's when you keep looking up at that peak and you're like, man, there's something in me. There's something in me that's just saying that, like, this is not it. And you start looking up at that peak, be it you in a relationship and you looking at this relationship and you're like, man, this is just not it. You're in a career and you looking at the career and you're like, this is not it. You're wherever you are, the house you're in, the car you are in, you start looking at that peak. But sometimes you do need somebody to say, okay, if you want to get to that peak, you got some working out to do. Because you have to prepare your body for that trip. You have to prepare your mind for that trip. Miss Michelle said I was meant for more and deserve better. That's when you start looking at that peak. So that's when it comes to that point where it's like, okay, I'm gonna need somebody to, to tell me how many pushups and sit ups I need to do and how many how many squats and whatever else burpees. I will I don't like burpees, but. This is the first thing that came to mind, how many burpees I'm gonna need to do to strengthen myself to start this journey up this peak. So thank you, thank you very much, Ms. Michelle. James, thank you, and, and Dr. Dr. Clark, thank you as always. Thank you very much. So now we're gonna move to Cameron, and then after Cameron, we have Mr. Phil, and after Phil, we have Maurice.
10: All right, thank you. So my first thought initially was the valleys or where we would have the most opportunities to grow. And then I began to think on that. And I would agree with Dr. Shannon Clark there, the answer would be both. And that there are always teachable moments available to us. Um, I, uh, you know, there's the recent passing of the country singer and I just forgot his name. And they said that he was one of the most down to earth people you could ever meet. So whether he was in a peak or he was in a valley, he was always known for that part of his character. So what to maybe you and I to be a peak in a valley, he was able to smooth over by working on his humility, by working on his character and seeing circumstances, seeing life, seeing other individuals as being teachable moments and being able to grow through those different teachable moments, whether it be a peak or a valley. Um, I'm near Kansas City, so I'm a big Chiefs fan. So glad they won the Super Bowl. And one of the things that maybe is in this area is that I get to see where you know Patrick Mahomes is spending time down in Texas working out as if he had never won the super bowl he's always constantly looking for that edge constantly looking for those teachable moments this man just won the super bowl but yet he's still back working in the weight room working on his technique um because there's always those teachable moments. He's been, the, he's been in the valley. He's been in the peak. And yet he's still putting in the work. And that forms his character. That forms who he is. Um, so to ultimately answer the question, I would say yes, both. To both the peak and the valley.
3: All right. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you very much. Now you said something that I want to bring to everybody's attention real quick. He said that, and y'all, please, please forgive me for the football lovers. What was this gentleman's name again? The, the gentleman that Cameron was just talking about, the football player. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Thank you. Y'all please forgive me. I get talked about every time Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I got it. <laughs> he just said how Patrick Mahomes was at his peak. He won the Super Bowl. He was at his peak. And he went back to the valley and he's working as though he was never on that peak. He's still working hard. He's still putting in the practice. So I I want everyone to really think about this. How hard do you think you need to stay, you need to prepare while you're in your valley to stay on your peak longer? Because Cameron just laid that out real smooth. He, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. That's a peak. I don't know about anybody else, but that's a peak. But what did he, first off, what did he do in the valley to reach the peak? And then once he reached the peak, he went back to the valley to do more working out so he can go back and stay on his peak longer. So are you doing that same thing? While you're in your valley, are you working hard? Are you doing twice the work to stay in your, to, in your valley so you can stay in, on your peak longer?
10: I, and I can give an example to that. Uh, There was a comedian from back in the day that after every performance, he would get on the empty stage and remind himself that that was in the past and essentially was like giving up everything about that past performance so i would say it depends on the person and also on our ability to hold on to those thoughts those feelings of how good it felt or how bad it may have felt you know We spoke about choice earlier and letting go of something. I would say it all depends on how quickly we are willing to let go of our thoughts, our feelings, our past relationships, and being able to move on from life.
3: All right. Thank you so much, Cameron. Thank you very much. So again, I I want to thank Cameron, Michelle, James, and Dr. Clark for starting this off. Thank you, Dr. Clark, <laughs> and James, Michelle, and Cameron. Thank each of you for your input this evening. It is extremely valued. So thank you very much. And now we are going to move this over to Mr. Phil Sorrentino. The floor is now yours. And after Phil, Mr. Maurice.
4: The singer's name was Kenny Rogers.
3: Yes, sir. When I looked it up, that, that's the one that I had
4: there. The last thing Richard Nixon said as he stood in the White House lawn to get on the helicopter to leave the White House for the last time, he says, you have to be in the lowest valley to appreciate the highest peak. Then he got on the helicopter and left the White House. My version of that is we're all yo-yos, just some of us have longer strings than others. The key to life is short your string, so your ups aren't so up, and your downs aren't so down.
3: Thank you, well, thank you, Mister. Well Philip. said. <laughs> <laughs> he he comes on for a short period of time, but what he says has such has such power in it. So. Anytime Mr. Phil amutes y'all, just 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 make notes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. Short Thank you story. very much. So now we are going to open it up to Maurice. The floor is now yours.
6: Yeah, every, it, um everything was said. I think uh, Michelle G hit on um what I wanted to say. So um, but I just 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 the um part of I looked up the word valley, and it said an elongated depression between uplands, hills, and mountains. And when I first heard, you know, the the question of whether being in the valley or in the peak, um, my first thought was to um, that when you're in the valley, you know, usually you're at the lowest point, and it's easier to receive, um, it's more receptive when you're in the valley. Um, but I'll now, after listening to all the comments that everyone said, I can, I can see how both really relate, and um, that's real healthy. It seems like that's more of a healthy place when, you know, you can receive because you're always in a teachable, should be in a teachable place at all times. Um, I think it's more receptive in the Valley. Um, however, um, I would have to say both. Um, but that's what I, I, I that's what I got from it. And I'm, I'm grateful for all the information and all the sharing. Thanks for allowing me to share that.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Maurice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Each and every one of you, thank you so much. I from there's something Maurice said when Maurice gave the definition of a valley, it, it sparked a question for me to ask each of you. How do you know? Which valley you are in? And I ask this question because not every mountain is the same height. So why would your valley be in the same place? When you look at the when you look at all of your peaks and all of your valleys, how do you how do you know that you're at the bottom? Like, how do you know that you're at the very valley that you started in? Or you're in a valley in between peaks. So as you evaluate, as you're reading this book and as you evaluate your life, Antonio always tells us you can, you can only connect the dots going backwards. So you won't know, you won't know what valley you're in until you look at where you are look at where you've been and connect the dots so pay attention to your peaks and valleys now there's a part in the there's a part in the book that I want to read cuz I want everyone's opinion on this because sometimes we think once we get to a certain part in the on the mountain once we get to a certain part in the peak or even while we are in our valley, when we're in our valley, we don't think our peaks and our valleys are connected. But while reading this, there's a part where the gentleman asks the, the, the general, there, there's two gentlemen having a conversation. And he asked him, he said, as you were coming up, did you notice any break in between, in, in the trail in between the valley and the peak? Like, did you, did you notice that there was, you know, a whole, like a complete, a complete break in the, in the trail, trail? and he was like, no. And then the young man took a second, and he had to realize for himself, your valley and your peaks are all connected. You can't get to your peak without your valley. So with the question that Reginald asked, and with what everyone just said, how important is it for you to understand that everything is connected when it comes to your peaks and valleys? And the floor, the Repeat floor. The Repeat the question again, please, yeah. How, is it, how important is it for you to understand that everything is connected when it comes to your peaks and your valleys? Like in order for you to even get to the peak, you have to go on a trail, but there is no division between the valley and the peak. Everything is connected. So how important is it? Go ahead, James.
4: So I'm going to use an example from someone else. There's uh, Pastor Michael Todd. Just this morning, I was listening to a sermon. And he goes, he was a drummer since he was born. Fast forward, his dad took him to um, play the drums. And he watched someone else get on his drums and do some cool stuff that he couldn't do on his own drums. And he said, I quit. I quit. I don't want to do this no more. He went to go cry to his grandma. Grandma told his dad. His dad said, come on, Michael, we're going to sign you up for a drum lesson. And he signs up for drum lessons. He gets there and he tells the the master drummer, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. And I won't do this. And the drummer goes, okay, then for the next year, you're not going to play the drum. You're going to play the pillow. So he put a pillow in front of him and had him do the same paradiddles, paradiddles on a uh, pillow. One, 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 two, two, all like left and right. Did that for a year. And he's, like, you know, the whole time, for that whole year, he could just say, Dad, why are you paying this guy $40 an hour for me to play on a pillow? And um, fast forward some years later, he uh, goes to a drum kit. That was his valley. He gets to the drum kit, and now he's, like, all of that playing on the pillow for one year, which he hated, it makes so much sense. Because now he, it takes no effort and no, like, no sweat for him to, like, rip through the drums left and right, hit any paradiddle. He can do it like with his eyes closed, he can do it with no hands. And that's my way of saying, when you go through things at the bottom, you might not seem like it's what you wanna do. It probably has nothing to do what you wanna do, but it's also the thing that's gonna shape you to become who you need to be or train you up in a way that this training will, will take care of you. And you might not realize it until the future that what you were doing then taught you a soft skill like patience, another soft skill like integrity, um, honesty, those things that aren't the hardcore like skills. So that's why I think it's, it's uh, the importance and it comes down to understand that what you're doing right now probably makes no sense at all but it will make sense later when, when everything is on the other side of the coin.
3: All right, thank you, James. Thank you very much. (sighs) Thank you because that's how it's all connected. What you do in your valley, him beating on the pillows in his valley and him not understanding why allowed him to be on the peak and be able to run through the drums he actually sat in front of a drum set and and so thank you very much James thank you very much for your input and your and adding your value and Miss Cassandra said life is not catered to one peak and one valley one could be in a valley in one area of life and a peak in another part of life thus creating a balance in life not really realizing there is a valley or a peak what what I want you to think about is Everyone just close your eyes. Now imagine you are in your valley and you're looking up at the peak. And you begin to walk. You begin to walk and you begin to take your journey to the peak. Now, the more you walk, you notice that you're still kind of on flat land. You still notice that there hasn't been a change in the atmosphere. There hasn't been a change in the dirt under your feet. There hasn't been a change in the path that you're walking, but you keep walking. And as you walk, you realize you kind of start going up a little bit, just a little. And you notice that your valley is getting a little lower, but you haven't quite yet hit the beginning of the peak. So you keep walking and you keep walking. And then you realize that you've hit the beginning of the trail that takes you up to the peak. Now, while you're standing there, I want you to turn around and look. And I want you to understand that the highest point in your valley is the beginning of your peak. Now, what we have a tendency to do is stop at this point because we feel like we've reached a certain height. So we're like, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm higher than I was, but you didn't complete the journey. As you begin the as you begin your journey up the peak, up the up the peak, I need you to understand that you will hit another valley. And when you hit that valley, when you keep walking and you notice how that valley starts going up, now you're at the highest point of that valley, which is the beginning of the peak. Like Ms. Cassandra said, life is not catered to one peak and one valley. Your life is full of peaks and valleys. It's just like a heartbeat. And every time you're in your valley there's going to be somebody that's going to be presented to you or brought into your path to show you like we like the question was asked earlier do you have coaches in both the valley and the peak? Yes because each valley is different each peak is different, and in order for you to stay on your valley long and stay on your peak longer you have to you have to train you have to do do the laps you have to to lift the weights you have to do the studies you have to read the books while you're in your valley so you can stay on your peak longer and then when you get to that peak what's to say that there's not another peak for you so when you hit that peak you're literally in the valley of your next peak but they're all connected Because the highest point in your valley is the beginning of your peak. There's never a break in the step. There's never a crater that you have to figure out how to get over. It's just another peak that you have to figure out how to get up. So my question to you is, what do you think you need to do in your current valley to even get to the beginning of your peak. And the floor, the floor is completely open.
9: Be grateful.
6: Embrace it, face it, confront it.
10: Trust in the process. Have that long-term goal already in mind.
6: The only moment in time that you own is right now. If you don't embrace that, you can't get to next.
9: Remember those peaks and valleys that are what made you who you are. So, don't ever forget them. Get past them, get over them, but never forget them.
3: All right, that, <laughs> I love it how y'all just rolled those out. Thank y'all. Gratitude, uh, whew, there was so much we had. Gratitude, remember your peaks and valleys. There's only now. Please forgive me if, if I forgot something that someone said, but each and every one of you, embrace them. Thank you, thank you, Grace. Embrace them. There is no way that you are going to be able to get up your peak if you don't do what all of you just said. But you also have to have a focus. If you lose sight of the peak, what is your focus? If you lose sight of of where you're going, then you decide, you know what, that's a part of my character. I just don't feel like touching, so I'm going to stay where I'm at. Like this was Michelle said earlier, some people just don't want to change. But peaks and valleys, it's all about your, your growth in your character. It's all about are you willing to have the humility and sacrifice what it is that you are to get to your focus, to get to where you want. There's no way that I would be able to be teaching this class tonight, if I didn't have the humility to say, okay, years ago when I first started this class, yeah, Deanna, you, you, you've got some stuff you need to to to, 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 to let go of. And then I was willing to make the sacrifice. I was willing willing to make the job that it took. I was willing to make the sacrifice of sleep to stay up and read the books. The sacrifice of money to purchase the books. The sacrifice of time to sit in the classes only to learn that in the beginning I was arrogant because I thought I knew everything so what is it that you at this point in life feel that in order for you to get to your next peak what do you feel you need to sacrifice today Now, if you choose to answer this question out loud, that is all up to you. Again, this is a safe place. But if if it's something that you need to sit on and you need to think about, it's okay if you want to just write it down or journal it. Because personal sacrifice means a lot. And Mr. Reginald, please feel free to share your thoughts on what we have just talked about.
9: While uh, we're away on Reggie, I'll be transparent and share what I need and I needed it. um, I didn't approach the class arrogantly, but I approached it as, Ooh, another round. Um, and so I had an expectation and I quickly had to release that expectation. And that was me looking at my peak and going back down, connecting my dots to a valley moment. And I remember it is either two or three classes ago. My only goal in this class was to be open. And just like, a movie, it was like, okay, this is it. There is nobody in this class that I can't learn from. Um, I have to release my student brain because if I show up in one of my doctoral classes and I haven't read, I'm lost. So of course, to be prepared for today, I I read my three chapters, I'm ready to go. But I had to remember, that's not how this class works. Um, but my my school brain is was on. And so I had to quickly just go back through what platform I'm on and how there is a need for me to be here because I don't, I wouldn't be here if I didn't know that there was something that was going to happen in this course that was going to help me reach a peak. I'm not, I'm in the middle in a, a few things in my life. I'm charting my way up and I'm not up there yet and so sometimes you have to go back to what got you to another peak because anybody that has taken this entire class before you start low but you end high mad pissed off all of that but you feel higher than what you started so um just in a moment of transparency i had to release some of my own sacrifice my own expectations and um embrace what you and reginald are doing up a great job, a great job with. And that came from knowing, be open, not arrogant, and not overly expectant. And um, something else, I'm gonna just throw this out there. You have to, at some point, let go of your need to be right. You have to let go of your need to be right. There's nobody in here that you can't learn from, and there's nobody in this room, and on this platform that knows everything. And so um, that was my, what I had to do to realize what I needed to get to the valley. I had to let go of my own expectations and allow leaders to lead and realize that um, there's a lot to be learned from every single person present here. And um, Shannon don't know everything and neither does anybody else in here. So I'm just... um, Enjoying this class today, and I'm very proud of you, Diana, and I'm very proud of Reggie. So I'm done.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank you.
6: I like to add, if I could, Eagle. Yes,
3: sir. Go ahead.
6: I like to add Eagle, and um, because that is, you know, um, I tell students all the time, you know, one of the first things I say is, you know, hey, it's, it's this class is going to be a lot easier. You know, if we just check check at the door and just leave, you know, what you know, what you think you know. And speaking, and I, I tend to not do it enough myself. And that's information that I give. But to check the ego and to remind myself to be forever a student. And, it, and to be in present time. Because if I'm in present time and present, you know, with where we are right now, this moment, what we're talking about, and you know, not not today, not in the last conversation I was in, but right here at this moment in present time, then it's easy for me to be able to say, okay, um, I'm a student. You know, I'm not the instructor. I'm not the teacher. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. And it's okay not to know, and to be okay with not be not knowing, because there are going to be some things that I do know, and so you know, at, at some point. So I think it's ego that gets in the way of that, that makes it that. So just ego, I would say, and to be in present time. That's what I like to say about that part of it. Yep.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Maurice. Thank you, Dr. Clark. This may be, that's the word I'm looking for. Not unprecedented, but unorthodoxical that's probably not a word <laughs>
2: I, I would have definitely used that word that, that would have been a word in my dictionary <laughs> thank I, you I'm I, I sure would have used it appreciate it so, uh, use it well
3: yes sir I will yeah. this may be unorthodoxical <laughs> but go. I'm going to be transparent as well I had to I had to sacrifice the same way coming into this Because mind you, I've only been a student in this for the last three years. I've never taught it. And Antonio always teaches us when you do something, be yourself. So I had to release my my own expectancy of this course in order for me to be able to teach it. I had to release, okay, Antonio did it this way. He did it that way. He did it this way. This is the structure he had. This is how he did it. This is how, this is how Tempest structured this. And this is how she stood. Like, I literally had to, in the, in the beginning of the class, like (laughs) when we first started, I literally had to say, okay, Deanna, just chill. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so we all have. Sacrifices that <laughs> thank you, shitty <Shannon>. Because <laughs> like when you were talking, that's what I was like, okay, she's talking to me. She had to do the same thing I had to do. We all have things that we have to sacrifice. You know, we all have thought processes in order for us to reach peaks. Because I can, I can guarantee you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Miss Lisa, thank you very much. And thank you, Vasine, as well. I can guarantee you by the end of this course, I will be on a peak, but I had to start in, I had to start in my valley and in order for me to even begin, I literally had to sacrifice my own mindset just to teach. So I I want y'all to take that and apply it to your relationships, apply it to your parenting, apply it to your friendships, apply it to everything that you do. Because going into anything, you have to release some things in order for you to be able to just teach somebody else. When you go into being a teacher in school, the only thing you have, only concept you have in your head is what your teachers did, but you're mm-hmm. not your teacher's. When you have kids, the only idea of parenting that you have in your head is what your parents did, but you are not your parents. When it comes to relationships marriages, the only ideas that you have are the examples of those before you, but you are not them. So there are going to be points in time where you are going to have to sacrifice your own mindset in order to grow. You're going to have to sacrifice who you are In order to become who you want to be. And it's not easy because sometimes it's so stuck in you. Antonio always tells us what's alive is going to fight. Before it dies. You literally have to, to sacrifice something is to kill it. Okay, Miss Michelle. To sacrifice something means to, to literally kill it. Sacrifice back in the days meant to to kill something. So you literally have to kill something in you and replace it with where you want to go. So I want to thank Shannon for her transparency. Maurice, thank you for your transparency because ego does play a big part in it. Ego plays a huge part in it because if you are not willing to release the arrogance and say, I don't know anything, you will not learn. And you will always stay where you are. You will always be in your valley. You will never make it to your peak because you're going to be too stuck where you are.
2: Exactly.
3: So uh, go ahead, Reginald. The floor is
2: yeah, yours. Uh, last but not least, uh, me personally, I like the hard way. Uh, I did this class before. Uh, I'll sit back just like I did tonight. Observe, 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 observe. Uh, Constructive criticism, I've taken that my whole life. I have no problem with that whatsoever. i filter what I need and what I don't need. I'm not taking it in uh, and I'm gonna just roll with it. But I love, there's one thing I was thinking about while we was having this whole conversation is, as crazy as it might sound, I actually like the valley. I like dancing through the valley because I feel like the valley people need a spokesman. My whole life i felt like that. Uh, Yeah, everybody's goal is to get to the top and be at the top. But you know what, it's lonely at the top, very lonely at the top. Uh, I've learned so much. I I love learning the hard way. Excuse me, y'all, but that's just me. I love learning the hard way because I can strip of that prideful self. I can strip off all that stuff that I don't need, take that off and go to the next step. And look, and I don't even wanna turn around and look back at that old, like a snake. A snake don't go back and go look at his skin and be like, look at that skin I just shed. Snake does not do that whatsoever. Uh, but again, I've appreciated everybody in the comments, everybody that had something to say. I just uh I'm looking forward to the future of this class and uh continue to build off each other and continue to learn and, and add value to each other. That's all I would like to add. All right,
3: Mr. Reginald. I I want to share something that Antonio has shared with us a few different times and it's 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 going off of what Reginald just said. Antonio's told us so many times, I am the most lonely person because I'm at the top. He said, everyone quits on me, but I'm never allowed to quit. When you're on the top, like Reginald said, it's lonely at the top. But when you go back to the valley, that's when you teach people that's when you coach them because as you go up the top at some point they're gonna get there too if they actually decide to make the character change Antonio is at the top but do you do you realize how many times he's come back down to the valley for us how many times have you gone back down to the valley for someone think about it, you made it, you got out, but you went back because you knew, you realized you learned how to do it, you taught yourself how to do it, but you knew there were others who did not know, and you wanted to go back and help them, you wanted to help them through whatever mental crisis they were going through, you wanted to to help them through whatever emotional crisis they were going through. You wanted to help them through whatever it was that they're going through. Because you've been there. You got through that valley and you made it to your peak. That's when it comes to, do you have coaches in both your valley and your peak? And that's Dr. Shannon R. Clark said earlier, Yes. And the reasoning is you've learned and you have to go back to the valley to gather more resources so you can make it to your peak. But while you're down there, you're coaching others to, to prepare them for the peak as well. For Antonio, the valley is where he got his knowledge and his strength. There is nothing on the peak but prosperity. But you need strength to maintain the prosperity of the peak. And you can only get that in the valley. Now I'm going to repeat it. The valley is where Antonio got his knowledge and his strength. There's nothing but, There's nothing on the peak but prosperity. But you need strength to maintain the prosperity of the peak. And you can only get that in the valley. It goes back to what, it's the same thing Cameron was saying earlier about Patrick Mahomes. I remember that time. I remember. It's the same thing Cameron was saying about Patrick Mahomes. He hit prosperity when he won the Super Bowl. That was his peak. But all the time he spent practicing, working out, Studying plays, that he did in his valley. He gained his strength, he gained his endurance, he gained everything he needed in the valley so that he can make it to the peak. At the end of it all, your valley is your workout space. Your valley is your study ground. Your valley is your library. Your valley is the place where you gather all the knowledge you need to learn how to get up the peak, what to do when you get on the peak and how to stay on the peak longer. But you're going to have to come back down to that valley. Because again, everything is connected. There's no crater between the end of the valley and the beginning of the the peak. There is is no crater. The highest level of your peak is the, the highest level of your valley is the bottom of your peak. And there there are multiple peaks and there are multiple valleys. You just need to know which one you're in. Don't want to mingle with the top i want to bring the top to the valley that was miss lisa so before we end this evening please express open floor what have you gotten out of this this evening what is your focus where do you think you are in your valley are you on the trail to your p are you on the trail to your peak or again like i said earlier what is it that you think you need to sacrifice so that you can continue your journey trust the process that's what cameron said earlier he said trust the process so what what is it that you feel you need to sacrifice what part are you in the middle of your valley making it through? Are you at the, the, the peak? Are you at the peak of your valley in the beginning of your peak? And the floor is open. Go ahead. I, th- I think with
6: all go- what's going on right now with knowing that we're gonna be facing a new normal and going to be facing something and being faced with something like we've never been faced with before. Um and you know, except and being here, I think I, I think for me it's um the beginning of the valley. Um and to the depth of your valley really determines the height of your peak. So, you know, um so for me I'm gonna say that I would say the beginning of the valley of a, for this time and space, you know, for this, for this, this, this space and this reality that we're faced with, that I'm faced with that, you know, each individual is faced with. And it's different for everybody. You know, everyone has their own, it's different for everyone. So to speak for myself, for me being in, you know, um, I would say at, at the beginning of the valley, And, you know, and and like so many have said, you know, it's actually comfortable, you know, there's comfort in the valley, you know, because that's where all the characters built. That's where, you know, it's that it's in that place and it's in that Often dark space. It's in that place because not only is, you know, uh, the presence of the, the of the higher power for me is present there, you know. For me, that's a comfort place and, you know, that's what, you know, um, I've gotten my best out of those peaks. I mean, those are valleys. Because there's, there, there's different times and different phases of valleys. You know, at my lowest point when I was incarcerated and when I was in that belly and in that cell, I could remember it like it was yesterday. And when I made that cry out to ask, you know, whatever your will is, let it be mine and that whatever it is that you know that really was a turning point to help to get to a peak for me so I think that you know at a peak so that that's what valleys do so so it's a comforting place to be at the beginning of a valley and to be in a place of um because it really determines the altitude you know the heights and I can see it you know so you know I can see you know, see the other side of it, the end of it, you know, the height of it. That that's what that will, that's what that means for me for the people. That's where I'm at with it. So
3: all right. Thank you so very much for sharing, Maurice. We greatly appreciate your transparency and the value that you have added to this call this entire evening. So thank you very much. I do agree with you when you say With everything going on today, we are in a valley. But at the same time, what part of the valley are we in? Is it just the middle of the valley? Is it the beginning of the valley? Is it the end of the valley? That's up to you to determine. But we are moving into it. We are moving into a new type of normal. And it's going to be scary at first. But now it's it all determines what you're going to do while you're in this valley to get to your next peak. Middle mayhem for (laughs) I I still I I just I feel the need to reiterate this. There are several peaks and there are several valleys. When you started this class, you're on you're in a you're on a certain you're in a certain valley. But before you even got here, you had already hit a peak, and then you're on that valley. And then you hit another peak, and now you're in that valley. Then you hit another peak, and you're in that valley. Because you had to grow up. However, whatever age you are at, you've already gone through peaks and valleys. As a newborn, you were in a valley. You didn't know how to crawl. You didn't know how to walk. You didn't know how to speak. You didn't know how to take care of yourself. By the time you hit one, you've already been through a valley and hit a peak because you learned how to crawl. You learned how to stand. You learned how to keep your balance while you're standing. And then you took your first steps. So your entire life, is full of peaks and valleys. It's what you do in the valley that helps you get to your next peak. And Reginald, I have to I have to admit when you said how did you phrase it? Dancing through the valley. I love how you said that. Because because you love because you love dancing through the valley you pull so many people to you that you're able to walk them to their next peak because dancing is joy dancing is happiness there some people find peace in dancing so to each and every one of you what is your form of dance what is your form of dance while you're in the valley Find your form of dance so you can learn and grow while you're in your valley. So now I'm going to pass it over to Mr. Reginald Paul. The floor is yours. Go ahead and close us out.
2: Well, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the class. Uh, we'll see you again until the next appointed time. Uh, so I, I've never closed anything out. <laughs> Except for a basketball game or something like that. But uh I guess that's how it's supposed to go. Uh good evening, uh good night. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Thank <Yes, laughs> Do
3: you have do you have any closing thoughts for us?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't have no closing thoughts.
3: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for the first Integrity Leadership class. We will see you next Thursday, same time, same place. If you need the audio book, reach out to any of us so we can send it over to you. This is the book itself, Peaks and Valleys. And next week, we are going to be reading chapters, excuse me, we will be reading (laughs) chapters four, five, and six. Thank you all so much for joining us out of the words of our in the words of our CEO. You can plan better. You can dominate. Good night, everyone.
4: Good night, Deanna. Good night, Don. <laughs> Good
3: night. Peace
4: out, everybody. Right. Love you guys.
3: Thank y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night.